You're listening to InfoTrack. To learn more about our guests or listen to past shows, visit InfoTrack online at InfoTrackRadio.com. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Who is most often found at fault in collisions between pedestrians and motor vehicles? A recent study set out to find the answer as it applies to urban areas. Our guest is co-author of the study, Harvey Miller, professor of geography at The Ohio State University and director of the Center for Urban and Regional Analysis. Professor, your study analyzed five years of data on pedestrian crashes in Franklin County, Ohio. How significant was the role of the types of roads and the availability of crosswalks in determining fault in these collisions? Oh, yes, it was very significant. And we controlled for where the crashes occurred. So we know when people are in crosswalks or not in crosswalks. So this goes beyond just where the person was hit by the car. The role of the built environment and transportation infrastructure, especially infrastructure for pedestrians, such as signalized crossings and arterial roads, that played a big role in who was blamed when a driver hit a pedestrian. For anyone who has tried to cross a busy highway on foot, it can be a very scary experience and dangerous as well. What specific challenges do pedestrians face when crossing a road with a high volume of cars and few crosswalks? Well, in many of these roads, the signalized crossings where it's safe for pedestrians to cross are very far apart, as much as 1,200 to 1,800 feet. And what we found is a significant association with bus stops. And what happens there is that people get off a bus, they have to go right across the street to get to their shop, or maybe they just came from a shop and they want to get on a bus, and there's no crossing, you know, nearby. So what they do is most of the time, they probably just take a detour. And this can involve as much as a half mile out of the way just to cross the street, because that's how far apart these safe pedestrian crossings are on some of these arterial roads. But every once in a while, you can imagine if you're facing this all the time, perhaps the bus is coming, you want to grab it, or you're carrying stuff. And sometimes the temptation just to go a couple hundred feet right across the road at the mid-block is just too much, and people just go for it, and that's when bad things occur. Can you discuss the differences in pedestrian safety you observe between downtown and neighborhoods? Sure. What we found in this study, and this is, again, beyond exactly where the pedestrian was hit, you know, whether it was in a crosswalk or mid-block, we found this very strong neighborhood effect. And what we found is that in neighborhoods like downtown, where there was lots of pedestrian infrastructure, drivers tend to get blamed more than pedestrians when they hit a car. And this is, again, beyond just where the crash occurred, just like who's considered to be at fault. But in other neighborhoods like Hilltop and Linden, where there's little pedestrian infrastructure, it's very spare, very sparse. So we're not protecting pedestrians there. We found that pedestrians tend to be blamed more. And this is really a bit ironic, if not hypocritical, because what we're doing in some of these neighborhoods is we're just not giving pedestrians safe infrastructure that allows them to get across some of these arterial roads. And then when they make an error occasionally and just go for it and get hit by a car, we blame them. And we really should be looking at the more systemic factors that lead to why pedestrians are making these choices, looking at where we're providing safe pedestrian infrastructure. 
So pedestrians are facing an special challenge in these neighborhoods. First of all, they don't have good pedestrian infrastructure, so they're at risk of being hit by cars. But then when something happens, we tend to blame them. And I think that one of the messages of our research is that we can't just rush to assign individual blame. We have to look at the built environment and infrastructure surrounding the crash to really understand what's going on. And your study suggests redesigning the crash forms to include information on the built environment. And that, you say, would influence our understanding of these crashes. Exactly. You know, we take a safe systems view of transportation, which means that we realize that humans are going to make errors. And what we try to do is mitigate harm from these errors. And a safe system approach, it's basically a viewpoint that says that risk is derived from all of the system, not just human decision making. But in our crash reporting forms, we basically bias the reporting towards individual fault, not looking at the broader environment. And if we really want to take a safe systems approach to designing our roads, and we want to be in line with Vision Zero efforts, I don't know if you know about Vision Zero, but it's basically came out of Sweden in 1990s. It's an attempt to drive traffic fatalities down to zero. Vision Zero initiatives require us to take a holistic look at the infrastructure and look at why these errors are occurring. So go beyond the backward looking view of just blaming individuals and looking more at the systemic features such as how we're designing roads and what kind of infrastructure we're providing to protect people. You mentioned that lower income neighborhoods experience more difficulties for pedestrians. What steps could be taken to address this? Well, we could provide better pedestrian infrastructure, and this means, you know, more signalized crossings, certainly ones that are not as far apart as we see in some of these neighborhoods, and especially near bus stops, because in lower income neighborhoods, people are more dependent upon public transit, walking and biking as means of transportation compared to the general population. So we need to basically design our streets and roads for this, which means providing better pedestrian infrastructure, more frequent crossings, especially near bus stops, because that's a big factor, and also redesigning our streets to try to make them safer, to stop emphasizing the speed of traffic, which is how we design our roads now to facilitate fast moving traffic, and think more about how to design our roads to be safer. And right now we're failing pedestrians in some of these lower income neighborhoods because these are places where you find these arterial roads and where you find highways and where you find the most dangerous street designs. So we're failing them by putting these very dangerous street designs in these neighborhoods and then also not providing the pedestrian infrastructure that would keep them safe. And then on top of this, we're blaming them when something happens rather than looking at this lack of infrastructure. Given the findings of your study, you mentioned a number of actions. Uh, What would be maybe the most immediate action you would recommend to cities to improve the safety situation? Well, the most immediate action is that we have to do better with pedestrian crossings. You know, we have to place them more frequently in these arterial roads, and we have to place them near bus stops where people are getting on and off public transit. That's the most immediate thing that we can do. More generally, and thinking more long-term, we have to start thinking more holistically about why pedestrians and cyclists as well are being hit by cars and how this, what the implications are for how we design our roads. Right now, we're designing roads where free-flowing traffic and speed is the number one priority and safety is much lower priority if considered at all. 
So one thing we can do is basically redesign our roads to slow drivers down, especially in complex environments like these arterial roads where not only do you have lots of traffic and you have bus stops, but you also have a lot of stores and restaurants and other things that lead to a lot of complexity. This mixture of high-speed travel and the complexity of commercial environments is just something we should not be mixing together. We really need to think about how do we separate these things and to slow drivers down where we expect to see pedestrians. Well, Professor, those are excellent points. I'm just wondering, as we wrap this up, if you have any final words for our listeners. I think that we need to rethink how we design streets, as I've been talking about, that we basically have prioritized speed as the primary objective of our streets, roads, and highways. And we've also basically treat drivers as more important than pedestrians, cyclists, and public transit users. And we don't have to design streets this way. We can design them to be safer. It does mean that traffic may not flow as smoothly as possible, and people may have to slow down a bit. But for that type of sacrifice in terms of speed and flow, we could be saving thousands of lives every year in the United States. And our guest has been the co-author of this study we've been talking about, Harvey Miller, Professor of Geography at The Ohio State University and Director of the Center for Urban and Regional Analysis. Professor, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm happy to. Thank you very much for inviting me. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.